Today we discuss Gavin Newsom's new gun bill, Joe Biden's new executive order that supposedly protects women's constitutional right to abortion, and Leah Thomas considered for Women's Swimmer of the Year, only he isn't a woman. All this and more coming up. Welcome to the Free Discussion Podcast, where we discuss controversial topics while trying to bring you the facts. I'm your host, Malik Skelly, and join me as we explore the world of religion, news, and politics. If you enjoy what you hear, please leave an honest review, subscribe, and tell a friend. Hey guys, welcome back to the Free Discussion Podcast. This is your host, Malachi. Um, thanks for tuning in for episode two. Um, super excited. I try my best to prepare a little more than I did last time. Um, so yeah, let's uh, get right to it today. So first um, story in the books today is uh, Gavin Newsom's new gun law. <sighs> this is going to be interesting. So, um, let's see. New California gun law holds gun makers liable the gun industry can no longer hide, Gavin Newsom says. Hmm. Let's take a read. Gavin Newsom quotes, To the victims of gun violence and their families, California stands with you. The gun industry can no longer hide from the devastating harm of their products cause. That's their products cause. Our kids, families, and communities deserve streets free of gun violence, and gun makers must be held accountable for this role in this crisis. Nearly every industry is held liable when, our pe- when people are killed or ki- hurt or killed by their products. Guns should be no different. See here. Gun violence is now the leading death among kids and teens in the United States. They're passing car accidents. I see no better argument for stronger gun safety legislations. I thank the governor for signing AB 1594. Huh, interesting. So that's a very interesting concept. Except it's not. So, um, <laughs> this the logic behind this bill. So the idea is, and it was pretty straightforward, is that if a family has a victim of gun violence, they can sue the gun company. When I first heard this, like, I saw this on Twitter first. Um, when I first heard this bill coming forth, I was just like, what has this world come to that we think companies are responsible for things that happen with their devices? Like, are we being serious right now? Like, okay, so I had a pretty rough time growing up with, um, driving and um i may or may not have totaled a couple different cars within my first year of driving thank god i'm not like that anymore so um with that logic i probably should be suing the car companies it had nothing to do with their product they didn't it wasn't their fault that i hit something and totaled the car but yet through gavin newsom's logic it would seem that i should be able to sue those car companies like (sighs) like guns are tools it's just like anything else if you use it incorrectly how is the maker liable for it like companies should not be held liable for that stuff they can be held liable for stuff that's their fault like i don't know samsung making phones that reportedly blew up in people's pockets and then you had the iphone 6s that bend in people's pockets when they sit down that stuff's obviously on the company that's a company defect someone buying a gun legally or obtaining it illegally is has nothing to do with the gun manufacturer. Crazy, man. I mean, and we have an example of 
a civilian gun owner just this weekend. Not even this weekend. What was it? It was, t- it was today? Oh, it was updated today. My bad. It occurred yesterday. There was a shooting in um, an Indiana mall. And, yeah, it was Greenwood Mall. Greenwood Park Mall in Indianapolis. And so a shooter came in the mall and started shooting people. And a civilian bystander was armed and and shot the gunman down. This this is why this is why the second minute of the United States is important. Because if you take away all the guns away, who's gonna still have guns? It, not the people who obey the law, because you have law abiding citizens, they're not gonna oh, get the guns. If you have criminals who don't, you know, obey the law, that's when you get more gun violence. Because only the bad people have the guns. Why wouldn't you have good people have guns? Oh, man. Authorities revealed new details Monday on the weekend mall shooting in Greenwood, Indiana, including the identities of the gunman, three victims, and an illegally armed bystander who fatally shot the gunman. The shooting rampage took place at a Greenwood Park Mall around 6 p.m. Sunday. So it was Sunday. Multiple people called 911 to report an active shooter. Three people died and two were injured as a result of the shooting. Greenwood is 15 miles south of Indianapolis. The gunman was identified as a 20-year-old who the police said had prepared for shooting a little over an hour in a bathroom before he emerged with a rifle, the chief of police says. The victims were also identified, and the illegal armed bystander who ended up shooting the gunman was identified, Mr. Dickens, 22, of Seymour, Indiana. Dickens was able to neutralize the gunman within two minutes after the gunman had already fired 24 rounds from his rifle. Dickens fired 10 shots from his Glock handgun. Okay, we're going to stop right there because when, um, when you have Democrats saying, why do you need more than seven rounds in your gun? I.e. this. Sometimes it takes more than seven guns to take a bad guy out. Especially if they have a rifle who can fire 24 rounds within two minutes. Like, crazy, man. The gunman had two weapons and more than 100 rounds of ammunition. Oh, man. And this is why, man. Imagine how much more damage would happen if you would have waited on the police. Imagine. Imagine if the, if the shooting had gone on for five minutes. Five, uh, five minutes instead of two minutes. You already had 24 rounds. That had gone out within two minutes. So you, you're going to let 60 rounds come out for the police can't even have a chance to show up? Crazy, man. The, the right to protect yourself in America is, is a second amendment and it's a core belief. Now, if you live in Canada, it might be a different story where Justin Trudeau says it's not a constitutional right to defend yourself, which is insane. Oh, man. Well, good job, California. And your ads to uh, bring you people to move there are not working because people are still moving away to moving to better states like Florida and Texas and North Carolina where um, they don't impose... Uh, mandatory mass mandates in July of 2022, which actually happened. Look it up. We have California making mass mandates a thing again. Like, everyone's trying to get past this pandemic. No one's trying to stay in it. 
And besides, if you don't have an N95 mask, there are literally no scientific studies that show that's actually effective to do anything. So you're literally just wasting our time. Like, no. Oh, man. Well, California. Another example. Another example of how crazy California is. So, have fun with that. Next on the books we have... I feel like I moved really fast through that. I had four points on my outline. And I only spent... How long did I spend on that? Oh, I spent about eight minutes. That's not bad. Not bad, not bad. All right, second uh, second story in the books today is the new abortion um, legislation that... Well, it's not legislation. It's an executive order that President Biden is signing for reproductive health care services. Which what he really means is abortion which we all probably can figure out. Um, let's see. This is from the fact sheet on the White House. And this was published 10 days ago now, July 8th. Yeah. Today, President Biden will sign an executive order protecting access, access to the reproductive health care services. This executive order builds on the exact... Actions his administration is already taking to defend repro- reproductive rights by safeguarding access to reproductive health services, including abortion and contraception, protecting the privacy of patients and their access to accurate information, which they so far have not done, Promate- promoting the safety and security of patients, providers, and clinics, and coordinating implementation of federal of- efforts to protect reproductive rights and access to health care. <sighs> abortion is health care. Not really, but uh, they're protecting access to medic uh, medication abortion. Um, sure, emergency medical care. Protecting access to contraception. Protecting patient privacy and access to accurate information. The President's Executive Order takes additional steps to protect patient privacy, including by addressing the transfer and sales of sensitive health-related data, combating digital surveillance related to reproductive health care services, and protecting protecting people seeking reproductive health from inaccurate information, fraudulent schemes, or deceptive practices. Well, butchered that because I can't read but hopefully you guys got the idea. <laughs> um, also, I'm videotaping today. Um, I'm videotaping my room, but uh, uh, we'll see if I can even, if I can edit some of the footage and maybe put it on YouTube. And it might not happen, though, because this whole time I'm acting like I'm recording, so I'm just looking into my mic, not looking into the camera. I'm looking into it now, waving. But um, I don't know if I'll get on YouTube. I'm just testing this. I don't, I don't think it's interesting enough to videotape. I'm not... I'm not good at this yet, but eventually, I'm, that's what I'm working towards, getting a studio when me and my roommates move into a a bigger living space, so I think it's not a two-bedroom apartment with five people, more like a three or four-bedroom house, um, so yeah, that's that. It, these executive orders, it, it, why they keep promoting that abortion is a constitutional right, which was never established. What what the the argument for Roe is was a horrible argument in the first place, and now 
everyone is stating that it's a constitutional right. And then they're going back like, well, we had it in the past, so why it's it must be a constitutional right if it was ruled that in the past and hasn't and as we ruled against that now. Um, one other example of that is uh, it used to be a constitutional right to own slaves, and it's been found unconstitutional because the right to the freedom of liberty through life for all humans, including those who are slaves, and guess what? those who are still in the womb there I, i've yet to see one singular scientific scientific piece of evidence or good argument that actually says abortions are good medical health care all you're doing is killing the baby inside you and then you have elizabeth warren saying that uh the pregnancy centers in massachusetts should be shut down because um Quote, you should not be able to torture a pregnant person like that. Also, a pregnant person. Do you not know? Like, women can get pregnant, not men. So you can just say pregnant woman, not pregnant persons. Men can get pregnant. So there's that. Here's a little footage of her saying this. Absolutely outrageous. In Massachusetts right now, those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts and we need to shut them down all around the country. You should not be able to torture a pregnant person like that. It's such a tragedy, guys. It's such a tragedy. The pregnancy crisis centers outnumber the abortion centers three to one, and it's a tragedy, she says. So it's a tragedy that people might suggest that your baby is a living human being and that maybe it's not a good idea to kill it. Horrible idea for Elizabeth Warren, I guess. Horrible idea. And that they should be shut down, which, what what law are you going to use to shut them down? These are literally non-profit centers who don't, they're, they're torturing people now? Torturing pregnant people? Okay, woman, first of all. Second of all, they must be torturing them by giving them free ultrasounds. Giving people free ultrasound is a torture now? Doesn't that doesn't add up, at least not for me. That's it. Oh man. It's it's just it's just Isaiah five twenty in action, which a little more of Christianity into here is um what should those call evil good and good evil? This is this is the culture in America now. Things that are good are called evil, and things that are evil are called good. That, that's what this country's come to. And it's, it's absolutely insane. Like, a hundred years ago, we would have never... You, they, they would have laughed it off if you told them that we would think that abortion is, is the morally right thing to do. And the fact that they're, they're just going to keep lying, man. They're just going to keep lying and talking about also the fact... That they think abortion is supported, their abortion laws are supported by the majority of Americans, and guess what their their criteria is? You should be able to kill the baby all the way up to the day of birth. And there's a very, very, very small percentage of people in America who actually believe that, because when it comes to the actual facts and polls, most Americans want limitations on abortion. They want practically no 
limitations on the first trimester, some in the second trimester, and a good amount in the third trimester, meaning third trimester should basically be off the books. That's what the polls show. And also most, you know, they always say the polls show that Roe versus Wade, most of America, something like 90% doesn't want it to be overturned. overturned. That's because no one knows what it actually says. Literally, like I said last week, all Roe versus Wade does is brings the, the abortion issue back to the states and they can make legislator and they can vote. It's not a federal issue where it crushes all the state's ability to limit it according to what the people want. That's more democratic. And the fact that I think it's so tragic that more babies won't be killed is absolutely insane. Isaiah 520, man. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. It's literally what this culture is nowadays. Well, next story on the books, we have um, we have Leah Thomas nomination for NCAA Woman of the Year, which is um, the swimming um, sport. Um, only problem with that is that Leah Thomas is not a woman. It's a man who says they are a woman. And this is why they are literally crushing all the women's records that they're beating they're just destroying them like it's crazy man why why do they think that's fair and you're finally seeing a pushback where they're putting out the sports not uh, places are putting out laws for saying it's wrong and that if you're if you transitioned after puberty after you've gone through puberty with the male then you can't you can't compete in the women's which okay Good compromise, but help it not at all. What if you had, what you should have, if you're really going to have trans people in sports, is have them have their own competition. Why do they have to be with the women's or the men's? Why can't they just have their own competition with just the trans people? And then we can really see who's good and who isn't. When instead of putting a man who went through puberty, who has transitioned, quote-unquote, to a woman, who now claims he's a woman, competing against women, just destroying them. Leah Thomas is 6'1". 6 1, bro. That, that's that's crazy. And they claim he has no he has no physical advantage at all. Uh, man, crazy. CBS News reporting. U- University of Pennsylvania has nominated transgender swimmer Leah Thomas for the 2022 NCAA Women of the Year Award, the American College Sports Regulating Body said. Thomas a shot to fame earlier this year when she became the first transgender NCAA champion in, Diver- in Division One history after winning the women's 500-yard freestyle in March, and she had hoped to compete for a, a place at the Olympics. Whew. But soon after, she became the focus of a raging debate when Swimming World's governing body, FINA, voted last month to restrict the participation of transgender athletes in elite, in elite women's competitions. Good job. Good move. Dead serious, not being sarcastic. Thomas competed on Penn's women's team for three years before transitioning and moving to the women's team, setting multiple program records. Ah, I wonder why. I wonder why. Not really. Her eligibility had come under considerable scrutiny, including from the several Penn teammates. The NCAA member schools nominated a total of 577 graduating student-athletes. Each school can recognize up to two female athletes, and Thomas had been nominated for swimming and diving in Division One. <sighs> And now we have kickback. Riley Gaines, former Kentucky swimming star, slams nomination of Leah Thomas for Woman of the Year Award. This is Fox News reporting. 
Kentucky Swimmer Riley Gaines slammed the University of Pennsylvania's decision to nominate Leah Thomas for the NCAA's Women of the Year Award Friday. Thomas, who is transgender, became the first trans woman to win the titles at the Ivy League and NCAA championships. But her prowess in the pool ignited a hotly contested debate over whether transition transgender women should be permitted to compete in sports against biological women. Gaines tweeted her opinion, saying that NCAA is making the highest award in college athletes worthless. Oh, man. And then there's a photo of Leah Thomas in the pool, and they're swimming, and there's a girl behind her. And she tweeted, Being the real girl in this photo, and also the University of Kentucky's nominee for NCAA Woman of the Year, this is yet another slap in the face to women. First a female national title, and now nominated for the Pinnacle Award in College Athletics. She wrote in a tweet response to the founder, Clay Travis. The NCAA has made the award worthless. This award combines athletic performance with academic service and character. What character uh, has Thomas shown other than sheer selfishness and entitlement? The disrespect and disregard for other female athletes in Thomas's interviews is eye-opening. This is just crazy, man. This is absolutely insane. The way that they really think that it's fair for a man who is biologically born a man and just because you get things cut off and put things attached to you that are not real doesn't make you does not make you a, gen, a member of the opposite effect is sex that does not change your your xy chromosomes doesn't do any of that and you can look at any anything that has been contested about you know men being better than women at sports like for example the fc dallas under 15 boys squad beat the u.s women's national team like what? You have a, a you have a team of junior high kids beating a national soccer team, and they're under fifteen. Explain that to me. And you even have Caitlyn Jenner weighing in on it. And it says uh, Newsweek reporting: Caitlyn Jenner has expressed her approval on the recent ban on trans- transgender women taking part in elite female swimming competitions. The former Olympian and reality TV star, who herself is a transgender woman, took to Twitter and FINA, the sport of the sport's world governing body, announced that transgender women would not be allowed to be allowed in major women's races as of Monday, June twentieth. It worked. I took a lot of heat, but that but what's fair is fair. Jenner tweeted on June nineteenth. If you go through male puberty, you should not be able to take medals away from females. Period. And mic drop. Good job because that is facts. You have someone who is actually transgender, who also played in the Olympics before being transgender, saying that if you have been trans before puberty, if you have gone through male puberty, you should not be able to uh, compete with women. And that shouldn't be a hard thing to understand. You You can't expect women to think it's fair for you to play with them when you used to be a man. Like... You're six foot, six foot one, and you're playing a bunch of biological women who've not messed up their bodies, who didn't used to be men, and you're you're playing against them like it's no big deal, and you're beating all their records. Go figure. Like, duh, you're beating them. Shocker to everyone. Actually, not. And you have the Serena Williams and Venus Williams losing to. 
a male tennis player in Australia who is ranked number 200. And they're some of the best in women's sports for tennis. And they lost 6-1 to 6-2. And you have cases, like I stated earlier, of the FC Dallas under under um, under 15 team beating the national women's soccer team. So, yeah. Doesn't seem fair to me. And the science is there to prove it. And you also have trans people who are just going with the obvious, saying that it's not fair. So, yeah. I don't, I don't know what else to tell these people. Why do they think it's fair? It's not biologically fair. There's literally no way. Well, after all that ranting and going on about that stuff, um, let's talk about something a little more positive than the day last week. I'm going to try to sprinkle a little bit of this in in every single podcast. I'm trying to not do completely negative news. But uh, trying to bring some positive in too. So I'm going to talk about the gas prices going down, making everyone happy, except they're barely going down. But, you know, it's something. After exceeding $5 a gallon for the first time in history of the U.S., gasoline prices are finally falling, giving some relief to consumers on the world's largest user of fuel. The average retail price for gasoline nationwide is still $4.63, down from $5 a month ago, but still $1.48 higher than a year ago, according to the American Automobile Association. I mean, there there is that. I, I hope we they they can keep going down. Um, U.S. gasoline prices have followed a drop in the futures market for both crude oil and gasoline. These markets are down because investors are worried interest rates hike, interest rate rate hikes will slow the economy as central banks get aggressive in combining inflation, um, com- combating inflation. Let's see here. U.S. demand for gasoline, jet fuel, and de- diesel has down more than 10% compared to 2019 before the pandemic began, according to the Energy Information Administration. Gasoline stations have responded by lowering the prices. So yeah, a little a little bit of the positive there. It might only be down like, you know, 15, 20 cents, but it's something. It, it made me happy seeing the gases in my area here in Georgia going from you know, like four thirty nine, four forty nine, and now it's like down to like four oh nine, four eleven. It's great. And then we have a little map here on this website. And it's like, uh, yeah, the places has gone down the most. So the places that ironically I think needs it the most. <laughs> I mean, California, and you have Texas, Florida, um, going down like sixty cents. And my state of Georgia is going down about 40 cents, apparently, in some spots. So, yeah. Overall, Hawaii is the smallest decline, <laughs> two cents. Same in Alaska. That's sad, bro. I wonder how much gas prices are in Hawaii. That would be interesting. To... Which, Hawaii seems like a nice place to live, sort of. I don't know about politically. But, um... Oh, why gas prices? There it is. Current average. Oh my, five fifty nine. Current average. Yikes. That's high. Let you go figure. 
I mean, at least it's not bad as California, right? I mean, we have in California. Um, wow, that didn't come up very easily. $6.11. And and six eighty two for diesel. Also, diesel is not going down. That's another thing. Like, why is regular oil going down, but diesel not going down? Diesel in my area is still like $5 a gallon. Like five thirty, even. And gasoline is just like going down dramatically for the most part. So, yeah. A little good news. I feel like I don't know what I did last time to talk more because I'm still only running. Uh, I'm about almost as long as before, 28 minutes. I ran 32 minutes before on three topics. I guess it's just because the abortion thing made me really passionate and stuff. Um, but yeah, guys, I really appreciate the listen. Um, I'm trying my best to advance the podcast and um, create a support group and all these things for it. Um, if you guys are interested in checking it out, I'm, I started a Facebook page, um, a YouTube. The podcast can now be found on Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcast, basically any streaming platform except except for Apple Podcasts. I'm having trouble with them, but we'll figure that out. Um, but yeah, I'm getting all those things up and running. Uh, I'm trying to invest in different things for um, like technology wise. Like uh, this mic is great. I love this mic. It's a uh, uh, what what kind of mic is it? It's a uh, there it is, an MV fifty one Sure MV fifty one. And uh, kind of give a little test run here. Um, <laughs> but the only problem with this mic, it doesn't have a... Uh... Dang it. What am I trying to think of? And whatever it's called that covers the mic. I'm about to Google this. What covers mics? Windscreens or pop filters. Either of those. I need to get one for mine. I wonder if I can. I wonder if I can buy this. Let me see here. Um, wind screen. Like cover for the fifty one. No, well, I definitely typed in five six one. That doesn't exist. But the reason I love this mic is because it looks so nice. Like, it's a condenser mic, and it looks super retro, which I love. But I probably another thing I've been re- looking into podcasting mics, and every single one of them are dynamic mics. So I really want to get a, a dynamic mic and see if it makes a difference. Because I can kind of tell with this mic, it has, like, a lot of, like, not, like, feedback, but, like, when I breathe, you can hear it. Like, it's super heavy. Um... But I need to get either a windscreen or I need to get a dynamic mic. Or maybe I will get both. We will see. I'm already a little over $100 in investing in this. So we'll see how far I want to go. I really want to get better at this too. Like, I I really appreciate all the feedback I got. Especially, like, all the positive feedback. I mean, not even especially. I didn't get any negative feedback at all. Everyone who listened to it loved it. Which is, it may not be biased because they're all my friends and family. <laughs> No, no, they're truthful people. They're truthful people, guys. Trust me. Um, but I really want to get better at this. I, I just I just really respect the people who are like really good at their like at this job. 
like who do this as a job. I'm not saying I'm going to go do this as a job. I just don't think I'm. My dad told me I sound natural when I do this because it does come natural natural to me in some aspects. Like, I like talking and discussing things. And that's why I started the podcast and also a push from a friend. But yeah, anyways. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm trying to do more to uh, support the podcast. Um, if you if you really like the podcast, give, give me a follow, a thumbs up on whatever platform you're on. Um, follow the YouTube channel. Um, you know, if you have any advocation or tips, uh, DM me. Cause if you're listening to this, you probably have my number or social media of some sort, <laughs> which also it did a lot better than I thought it did. My first, my first, uh, episode had like something like 46 streams, which is much better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like my friends and like family that I promoted it to and that was going to be it but like I have a listener from Ireland guys so great a listener from Ireland he might have just clicked on only listen for the first couple of seconds and decided the production was bad but hey someone in Ireland clicked on my podcast okay so ain't no one got nothing on me no just kidding that's a that's cap I know people who have people who listen in Africa so okay your first episode right now is at 48 downloads let's go so yeah, <laughs> um, I'm on every single, basically every stream platform you can think of, like I said, um, except for Apple. Um, so yeah, follow the Facebook page, uh, follow the YouTube page. I really appreciate it, guys. And uh, I guess until next time, peace out. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I just want to encourage you guys to always be thankful for our First Amendment right as Americans. And my hope is you won't just find freedom in America, but freedom in Jesus. He can give you the ultimate freedom. And may the Lord bless you guys as you seek him. And this is your host Malachi. And this is the Free Discussion Podcast.